Hello listeners welcome to the India Inc stories podcast in this channel i will talk to people in startups and business stay tuned to not only learn from the mistakes of others but also get cheat codes of success today our guest on the india inc stories podcast is nibir deka nibir and i were classmates in journalism school and then worked together for a year in business standard He is currently trying to get a media startup called Inside Any up and running. So we will talk about that, but a discussion with Nibir always digresses. So let's see where it goes. Hi Deepshaker, your intro was a bit overstated, but let's excuse it because a lot of countries also overstate their GDP, so it's okay. <laughs> You're just being modest. So let's begin by you telling me a bit about the gap in the market you are trying to address. see uh, a lot of mainstream media outlets are already there in the northeast and these are big media outlets but the thing is they have not been successfully able to disseminate their content throughout the eight states so it's a big area there mm-hmm. and with the new in, uh, media the competition there is a demand there as people are changing their modes from tv to online mm-hmm. so we are trying to understand that market as well as we are trying to cater to a new audience anglophile audience that are interested in english writing and english videos so as a whole editorially and as a whole in the market we are trying to explore those areas that's interesting can you give me an idea about the investment required in starting a new media outlet see it depends on what you intend to do if you are like buying a domain mhm and along with that a content management system like wordpress or a blogger and if it's paid then the cheapest one comes around 8000 per year but then you would want to add videos right mm-hmm. and then you have limit on those videos and all those things so uh, on a basic website comes at around 16000 to 20000 if you want video and everything some of the media houses have free websites so but those uh, domains are not that uh, smart because as you all know that google is coming up in a big way in online journalism and so you need to catch up with the bigger domains so you need to buy a better domain like .net is a bit cheaper than .in and .com is the costliest so we are trying to go for the best in terms of inside notice we have uh, bought a good domain and along with that there is employment cost which comes later but to start up you can start for free you can just start a uh, blog website mm-hmm. it depends on what you want to do and if you want to go a big like video and audio then you have to buy a domain of course a lot of news websites today are going with crowdsourced articles i believe that saves you a lot of dow on reporters do you think such reportage can be accurate see again it depends on what your content is we crowdsource a lot of our content and that content is usually long form articles mm-hmm. so what happens is we cannot hire as many as domain experts like for example in the mainstream media channels where i have worked or my friends work like you they have specific people for economy they have specific people for airline industry they have specific people but here what we have is limited content writers so to do get a domain article for example if you want to write a specific article on petroleum then we what we do is we contact people usually they are from northeast and then we ask them whether they want to write maximum of the time it's free only since the last 2 years we have established ourselves as a good brand in terms of numbers and money comes later 
but if you look at our page and the uh, impressions and the even the our youtube channel so we tell them that we are going to give them the exposure and on that basis they write for us there are two subscription options on the inside any portal once the annual plan for 1000 rupees and then there's the game changer plan for 5000 rupees however there's no hard paywall yeah actually what happened is we have just made this website a new website earlier we had a different website this website was live from this 15th of may so we are like doing a transition and the transition is ultimately to go for the paywall system right now what you are looking at is sort of a pilot uh, version we are further developing the website but the future as we see if you want to see where do we look ourselves then in the future we would want to go for a subscription based model but that would also be a hybrid model like how can we paywall a, a news like 100 corona cases detected in the city we can't paywall that right mm -hmm. parts of our content will be definitely will be paywalled and that as an editorial policy we are still uh, we are having these meetings and all you will get to know when you in the coming months i see can you give me an idea about how you guys are monetizing at this point it takes a great leap of faith to abandon the time tested advertising model of news we have ads but if you operate it through your mobile phone you will going you are going to see the ads oh see we don't have a banner ad right now mhm mm but what we have done is like we have engaged with the local brands and they are also interested so we are operating in actually in multi modes in terms of ads first is of course the google ads which it automatically pays you when you register a domain and it has it has you apply for google adsense and then it accepts if the if if it fits the criteria of google and then you have the traditional modes of advertisement like you approach a brand and sometimes they approach you and then you have an editorial call that whether you want this brand to go on your website that is a different story and then you have the government davp which they annually pay you so these are the three basic model and like i said in the future we are going to go for subscription so basically now these are this four is the core of our uh, revenue in terms of advertisement there are other sources as well but these in terms of advertisement these are the core areas hello listeners welcome to the india ink stories podcast in this channel i will talk to people in startups and business Stay tuned to not only learn from the mistakes of others but also get cheat codes of success. Since you mentioned Google Ads, I would like to pick your brain on how you assess the impact of content aggregators like Google and Facebook on the news media. So, actually it's good and it's bad. First I'll like to tell you what's good. So, basically because of Google if you have a good sense of how google works which is very mysterious by the way so if you have a good sense of how google works you can now sit on a small room with a laptop and you can compete with the big brands but there is a catch mm -hmm. the catch is the revenue which google gives you is very less let's be honest you can't survive on google ads and this is not just our problem just because we are smaller organization as you can go ask an any mainstream organization and they even tell you that google ad is just a minuscule part of their revenue mm -hmm. and i would like to inform you that in france there is a watchdog organization which has ordered google to pay for the reuse of snippets like when you post a news 
Google takes a part of it and it shows on the Google search engine. Mm-hmm. So Google is not paying us for that snippets. And now friends, Watchdog has ordered this case and now this case has the potential to be taken up by EU. So we have to wait further, but I would say that Google has been an equalizer. Google has given us a platform to compete with bigger brands, bigger outlets. But at the same time, it has devalued the expenses of news. The the attempts we make to do a story, it gets devalued because of the lack of revenue we get in return of Google Ads. So are you saying that it's time for tech giants to stop being freeloaders and pay media platforms for carrying news articles? Of course, of course. Like I said, now the friends watchdog, I don't have the statement with me right now. I would have definitely read out some of the recommendation it gave. So but one of them is definitely to pay them. And because, see, you, uh, you have to understand that Google, Facebook and whatever, Twitter, they have totally replaced television. Mm-hmm. Television used to pay you for ads, right? Mm-hmm. Google and Facebook will have to be the alternative. They just, just can't have the monopoly and without paying us. So, and for that, we need to have basic rules on how the digital space would operate. And it should be different for individual countries and India should take it up. And I don't know if they have taken it up already, but we should take it up. And all the media organizations, they should tackle this issue and make st- rules regarding as to how to proceed. Because in I what I see is in the subsequent years, everything is going to shift to the mobile phone and with the corona pandemic happening it is already there it's already evident like you can't you can survive without a television but you cannot survive without a smartphone and that holds true for even the senior generations that's not no longer limited to the young millennials or the teenagers but it, it is true for even for our parental generation so this we have to address that how they are going to pay us absolutely You said that Google and Facebook have been great levelers, that they have made it much easier to compete with established media brands for eyeballs. I think you will agree that traditional media houses spend a lot of resources to gather and verify news. Don't you think the democratization of news actually hurts its quality? Yeah, it is a laughable matter. Exactly. The way we are functioning right now, I have to tell you that it is very difficult because a guy will put a Twitter message regarding an event. You are doing the same breaking story on your website and that tweet get indexed on Google. Yes. So what is our value then? Mm -hmm. I have this thought that the human need to add value in news has increased more. Don't you think that? Yes, you are absolutely right. However, the agents who add value are facing huge existential threats. Today, politicians and businessmen are tweeting and blogging the views. It seems as if reporters will become obsolete. That's not all. Even AI seems to be gunning for our jobs. Recently, dozens of journalists were sacked after Microsoft's MSN website decided to replace them with artificial intelligence software. See, I have been debating this with a lot of editors and I'm just not limiting that with my organization. I'm, I'm now talking beyond my organization. So we have to understand that what is breaking news and what is add value news. I agree that uh, AI will replace things like how many corona cases happen today or data crunching that we do. The AI has the ability to replace that. But it cannot replace the human analytical skills. For example, I'll tell you in the last two months, there has been around four cases of lynching in Assam. An AI platform can report all those four lynching cases. 
but there is a systemic failure of the state which has led to these lynching cases not getting addressed and i'm i don't want to get into technicalities of it but if you want to report properly you have to connect all these four events into a single issue i don't think the ai has the ability to connect events into bigger issues and provide a human angle so i think news in the future will will the breaking news and subsequent things will of course be, uh, be translated into ai and the automated feed which we already have we already have the automated feed but in terms of creating a bigger narrative you will need human touch mm -hmm. and that is why there is a reason i am back in northeast because here the potential is immense because you have eight states and these many of these states are really underdeveloped districts are underdeveloped there are different dialects there are different languages mm -hmm. and you need human expertise let's be clear here you're talking only about the english language mm -hmm. the assamese language do not yet have a unicode is it i didn't know that when you don't have a unicode which means that you cannot generate a url and get indexed so if i write a url in assamese it won't get indexed mm -hmm. so how will you function ai so this is the time to go back to your local roots and try to develop those so the potential is there but if you are fixated with a centralized form of media then you might suffer because as you all already know that majority of the journalists are now in delhi and that has led to a lack of skill valuation because of too much population there but when i came back here i have although yes i don't get that much amount of money i earn i used to earn but there is immense potential you can do multiple things you can develop the current journalism there is ample story opportunities so in that area i don't think ai can ever breach because the, the diversity of at least india is such that i don't think any artificial intelligence will be able to breach it till 200 500 years to come that's a great insight another consequence of news gathering and dissemination through google and facebook has been the rampant spread of fake news should untrained citizen journalists be entrusted with news yeah see you have you need to have fact checkers now and these companies already have uh, before the corona pandemic let me give you an example before the corona pandemic there was a guy who was speaking in assamese by the way not english and he was saying that corona doesn't exist he was in bangalore and his video got a fact check and it was removed so there is a fact checking mechanism and it was not there two years back one year back but they need to intensify it further but again we need to differentiate between what is a fake news and again the freedom of expression mm -hmm. we must not confuse fake news with if someone is expressing an opinion against the state or whatever so in that we have to be very careful as to what they are curbing are they curbing a subjective input or are they curbing a wrong input so in that forward we have to make sure that that happens mm -hmm. but along with that it's a big responsibility on their part as well as on our part and i think we should every media organizations now should have like we used to have ombudsman right mm -hmm. like as panir selvam in hindu every media organization should have a fact checker because it is not only about publishing news it is also about checking whether the news is correct and with the citizen journalism coming up big way and i'm telling you if you work in a me mainstream media organization you would not understand the importance of citizen journalism because you are provided with such good sources you have ani pti you have great reporters of your own but when you work in a media house in assam or in nagaland 
you are only dependent on citizens and you have to at times ask them ki please give us the story please uh, spare us some time to tell us what is happening and most of our uh, reports are coming like that hello listeners welcome to the india ink stories podcast in this channel i will talk to people in startups and business stay tuned to not only learn from the mistakes of others but also get cheat codes of success Nebir, I really admire your guts and passion for taking the plunge and heading home. Since you have seen both the media landscapes in Delhi and the Northeast, how would you compare them? See, there are certain similarities and then there are completely opposites. So we all complain, na, Delhi media is centralized. Even I used to complain when I was there. But if you look at Northeast, Northeast media is also Guwahati centralized. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference there. that we in north inside northeast especially is trying to cover all the states and we have a good network of people and why it's happening it's not because of us mm-hmm. it is because the people we have in different states they want their stories to get covered sometimes i get calls from reporter late at night on my off days that that dada i have sent this story from jorhat why have uh, why are you not taking this story there is this guy we have a reporter in margate it is a very small town made by the british because there was coal there so they made railway tracks in the margate town and to extract coal and you all know drain of wealth and whatever so this guy calls me up like dada why my story is not done so and you know these guys some of them are working free for us the level of participation here is much more than in a centralized media and that comes down to corporatization as we all know the centralized media like the mainstream media we have in delhi bombay it's corporatized entirely here it is not yet that much of corporatization so people are very passionate about journalism media and they want their stories to get covered and for that they are ready to push the extra mile and i like seeing that feeling they have for journalism but there is a big problem so see you you already know that mainstream media also has presence in northeast right even your organization and many other organization but there is a problem there so do you want me to share that of course please go ahead yeah so the the problem is the mainstream media earlier mm-hmm. have you heard the recent case where uh, the telegraph northeast edition has been closed yes i have heard a friend of mine was laid off okay so they are, yeah then it would make sense then you will understand the situation So what happens is earlier mainstream media print media houses had a bureau here and in that bureau they had lots of people now we have already hired people from telegraph when but the, these people used to be on all the states of northeast and they are actually good writers you know they are actually good writers and good reporters they write such clean copies new and but what happened is like because of the centralized form of media that was facilitated through online journalism the media houses stopped hiring locally and they reduced their number of reporters over the course of the last decade more than the last decade and now these mainstream media platforms only have one reporter two reporters for the entire eight states and that is the reason they're hiring strangers and these strangers they lack the quality these full time report i'm i'm not insulting there are many good freelance reporters here but i'm talking about basically the strangers the daily wage writers some of them are so these people lack the quality to match and that is the reason reporting from northeast has decreased immensely and assam it's still okay 
Nagaland it's still okay but if you when you talk about Arunachal Pradesh and you as you all know Arunachal Pradesh is a border sensitive area so we need coverage from that what is happening in Arunachal Pradesh we need coverage from what is happening in Sikkim Sikkim has a China border attached to it so because of the lack of mainstream media relevance here India is losing out a big deal on the important stories it's need it needs to cover so there is a big problem absolutely What's your assessment of the Assam Tribune and the Sentinel, the local media mainstays? I get a sense that they aren't innovating enough to keep pace with the changing times. See, uh, we uh, inside Northeast is now rising up to the attention, but enough of our advertisement. So mainstream media, of course, I respect them, Sentinel, especially Sentinel and Assam Tribune. The problem with Assam Tribune is they have not yet, uh, like they have, do not have a domain, proper domain. So that's the condition there. But it has a good social media presence though. If you like, if you just go to the Assam Tribune Facebook page, if they post a single photo, they get around 10,000, 7,000 likes. They have not understand the potential they have. Mm-hmm. This brand is immense. They go online. Mm-hmm. They have the potential to even challenge big media houses because you have eight states and if you can cover them online, that is the potential you're talking about in Northeast and that is what Inside Any is trying to reach. But as far as what the, your question is concerned, have they adapted? Sentinel has adapted. Yes, they have a website and they are trying to do it. And most of the media houses are now have they have understood that you need to have an o- online presence. So everyone is in the transition phase. Like if you go back to Delhi 10 years back before we joined the online uh, media, mm-hmm. Northeast is now in that zone. Like it is a big transition happening. Mm-hmm. Already the content transition, text, text-based content transition has happened. But what has, what remains is the video part of it and what remains is the long-form part of it. They are both great brands with a long history. One always hopes that they buck up and regain the lost glory. Circling back to Inside Any, tell me what have been the three biggest challenges for the new startup? Challenges, there are many, but I'll just shorten it into three challenges. First is, of course, financing. Financing, as we discussed, advertising. There is a lack of clarity in advertising and then there is the fluctuation in advertising. You are dependent only on the eight states, the local brands of the eight states. And then problem is because of this, there's some of the, I don't want to name them, but some of the media houses resort to psychopancy and then they resort to government and or some kind of vested propaganda. And then they earn money. So we are not doing that. When you are like that, you need to have grants and foundation money. We are already in talk with a foundation who is like trying to support us. And with that, we are trying to survive and do good journalism. But for a common organization, the the, the difficulty is with big, there is a big difficulty with financing. Mm-hmm. You know, after the corona, 56 plus websites have started in Assam itself. So everyone is trying to go online. But the problem is, with so many brands coming up, who will advertise them? And why would users subscribe to them the, the editorially? So the, the, the competition is again increasing. But competition, though, we can handle because we have a good edit team. But financing part, we, you need to have a good sales team. And you need to be very sm- smart in the game. So it is no longer a game about just having a good edit team and then winning the world it, you need to have a good sales team mm-hmm. then what i have sensed because i am coming from delhi and i might have a biased outlook 
there is a bit of talent problem. I'm not saying that the people here don't know how to write or whatever. But the thing is, they have not adapted yet to the online shift. You, you can start a newspaper and you get ample people to write for your newspaper. But when you write for a website, you need to be trained. For example, you're writing an article and you need to have a SEO based article. So those things that we need to teach these kids, the new generation which are coming up and we need to tell them that they are no longer the old school journalists sipping tea in the afternoon. They have to be now like an all-rounder, like a content producer. Mm -hmm. I am very positive because I'm in the entrepreneur sector right now. That mindset has to be created and then the talent pool will improve. But rather than, after, other than that, the financing problem is still there. I won't deny it. And the competition is immense. Some of my friends from the Northeast listening to this podcast might want to contribute articles to your website. What would be a brief for them? We entertain all kinds of articles. But that should have a micro perspective on Northeast. So what we learned in Delhi was we need to have a macro perspective. Like you're writing an article on Anganwadi workers, then you need to also have to understand how the entire health system works in India. But here we are opposite. When you're writing an article, like you're writing a Corona article, you need to have a micro understanding of Northeast. So why are we doing that? We're doing that so that Northeast narrative is covered in all the topic. Like whenever we see any article in the mainstream media, it mentions most of the state, but it doesn't mention the Northeast states. Yes. And that is how you dilute the narrative. If you look at the recent controversial CAA, and I'm not pro or against it, but Northeast narrative was not covered in majority of the articles. Mm -hmm. And this absenteeism of Northeast is very dangerous for the country because eight states are getting avoided. And I'm not talking that eight states have a homogeneous character, but I'm saying that the, the representation, their concerns are getting avoided. Mm -hmm. So that is the reason we at Inside Any, we believe in a micro aspect of including the Northeast narrative in whatever you write. And that whatever can be anything. You can write from Trump's uh, racism in terms of Corona pandemic and then correlate it with Northeast. That how also Northeast people face the same othering as the Chinese people faced in USA. That is an example. So we are just trying to make this conception clear to people that indulge us in your writings and then it's fine, then it's fine. Then we, then we have achieved what we have stri strived to achieve in Inside Northeast. Nibir, we have a lot to subscribe to. Streaming channels, music apps, sports broadcasters. My last question is, what would be a pitch to a prospective subscriber? More than the money, the important question is, why should anyone give you the time? Yeah, they should subscribe because I know many of people, many of the Indians are now in now no, they are earlier also they are interested in reading up about Northeast. But what the problem is the school curriculum doesn't have much on Northeast. We at Inside Northeast cover politics, history, labor, governance, business, and if you look at our website, we are doing a lot of ground stories that have subtitles. Mm -hmm. If Parasite can win an Oscar based on subtitles, then you can definitely watch a video ground video on Nagaland with subtitles on and then react to the situation. So we want the rest of the country's active participation in the issues of Northeast. And 
if you see all these issues are similar mm-hmm. the issues of the underprivileged have a similar character of exploitation which is there throughout the country so we're just trying to take it out and i know a lot of people are interested mm-hmm. if you look at the google analytics we a lot of people from delhi bangalore are reading it and we are hopeful that people will start reading up more and more and that's why we are covering history as well along with the current affairs politics and all we're covering history so that people get to know the historical contemporary all the aspects in the coming months we are going to create certain exclusive content so i think people it is a great opportunity for them to learn and now we since we are free so you should definitely read more now make use of us absolutely thank you for your time nabir like every discussion with you the past half an hour has been quite enlightening you always provide me with a new framework to think about something here's wishing you all the best for inside any yeah yeah thank you thank you i hope you also carry out your work on covering uh, the startup scenario in india which is coming a big way and all the best for your venture hello listeners welcome to the india ink stories podcast in this channel i will talk to people in startups and business stay tuned to not only learn from the mistakes of others but also get cheat codes of success